views expressed by speakers are their own and may not necessarily represent the views of the IMS. Hello, I'm Dr. Marla Shapiro, and I am a professor in the Department of Family and Community Medicine at the University of Toronto in Canada, and I sit on the Board of Trustees of the International Menopause Society. Today, I'm joined by a colleague, Dr. Vivian Brown. Vivian, can you please introduce yourself to the women who are listening to us today? Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. My name is Dr. Vivian Brown. I'm a family doctor in Toronto, Canada, and I am an assistant professor at the University of Toronto. So COVID has been part of our lives now for more than a year, and it seems will be part of our lives as we move forward. So for the women who are listening to us, they've been quite impacted by COVID. So can you speak to what you're seeing worldwide in terms of the socio-cultural impacts that COVID has had on women specifically? Yes, you know, I think that women work hard. I think that's a generalization that I can make for the entire world. Women are more responsible for family life, for meals, for childcare, and women often have worked in industries that are support industries. Women are healthcare workers, women are support workers, women are working part-time in various industries, and a lot of those jobs have dried up. A lot of women have not been able to work because of COVID. So when women are at home, they're trying to work from home, they're taking care of their children, they're educating, uh, homeschooling because schools have been closed. And so women have been greatly impact, impacted both financially and culturally with COVID. As well, I think that women in general um, have not been able to be as productive, have not been able to do the things they normally do because they don't have their normal supports. They're not seeing their extended families. They're not able to go to places with other women and other children. Everything has been more isolating. So we have seen more depression and anxiety in the general public around COVID and isolation. One of the things that we worry about is domestic violence. Has this been impacted during COVID? Well, you know, it, it has been, and worldwide it's increased by about 25 to 30%. Women have been very isolated in their homes, um, and it's not surprising that without outside influence, sometimes uh, situations boil over. And so we have seen more domestic violence which is really very difficult because the normal ways that women would seek support are not available. So let's talk about gender differences, meaning the differences between men and women in response first to the, the disease itself, and then we can talk about vaccination, but first in terms of COVID generally and gender differences, are there any? Yes, there are. And what we've seen worldwide, if we've, we've seen that Men are at risk for more severe disease with COVID, but the numbers of people getting COVID, there's more women getting COVID than men. And so we're seeing a lot of disease in women and we're seeing that it's impacting the entire family. We also know that when we look at vaccine, that women tend to react differently to vaccine than men. Women tend to have more side effects, more sore arm, more fever, more feeling unwell after vaccine. And that may be because women mount a greater immune response. Women react to the vaccine, which is not a dangerous thing. It actually is their immune system reacting. 
but we are seeing more side effects in women. We are seeing more women choosing to be vaccinated. And unfortunately, we're seeing more women getting sick. In general, the numbers are higher in women than in men. So let's talk about COVID through the generation. So the first thing is, let's talk about younger women, although we normally don't focus on younger women. A lot of younger women, or midlife women, have been reluctant to get the vaccine because of the concern that it will impact on fertility and future pregnancy. You know, and I think that's an important area because we know that the guidelines suggest that pregnant women should be immunized. Pregnant women are more at risk for COVID. And if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, it is safe to take the vaccine. It's recommended and the baby may get some protection as well. If you're trying to get pregnant, there's no risk taking the vaccine. What we do suggest though, is if you're having any kind of surgical procedure, because you may get fever from the vaccine and you could get fever from a surgical procedure, is to avoid the vaccine for three days before and three days after, so that it's not confusing if you feel unwell with a low-grade fever as to whether it's from some procedure or from the vaccine. But the bottom line is if you're trying to get pregnant, if you are pregnant, it is advised to take the vaccine. Pregnant women are more at risk for severe COVID, and we know that the vaccine gives you excellent protection. So now let's move up the generations to our midlife women in terms of preventions. And one of the most important preventions that we talk about is mammography. And there's been some interrelationship between the vaccines and outcomes of mammograms and timing. Can you speak to that? Yeah, it's a really important area. Thank you for asking me this question. When you get the vaccine, it sometimes happens that you get swollen glands in reaction to the vaccine. Those glands could be under the arm, those glands could be in the neck, or just around the shoulder. It's not a dangerous side effect from vaccines, and the glands themselves are considered reactive, the way you get swollen glands with a sore throat, and they get better by themselves. With the timing of mammograms, if you do a mammogram right after being vaccinated, the radiologist may see the swollen glands and it may be hard to distinguish whether that's from a process in the breast or a side effect of the vaccine. So the current recommendation is to do your mammogram before you get vaccinated or wait four to six weeks after vaccination before you do your mammogram unless it's urgent. That way you're avoiding the swollen gland issue which happens in around 10 to 11% of people with some of the vaccines, you're avoiding that issue, not making it more difficult for the radiologist to review the mammogram. So depending on where you are in the world, there are different vaccines being offered. And one of the conversations that we've had all over the world has been a particular side effect profile associated with some of the viral vector vaccines, uh, AstraZeneca and so on, in terms of blood clots are women more at risk for these very rare adverse events? And are they different than the typical blood clots that we see when a woman is on a contraceptive pill or after pregnancy, postpartum, and so on? So it is unfortunate that a very tiny number of people are more at risk for blood clots. It's a particular kind of blood clot where the platelet or a segment of the blood cells are activated causing the blood clot. And that is a different mechanism than what happens to women 
who could be at risk for blood clots from pregnancy, from birth control pills, from hormone therapy. In general, the number by the World Health Organization is considered very rare, something like 12 per million, which is considered a very rare episode. But yes, women are more at risk than men. And we think it is in younger women more than older women. But again, a completely different mechanism than the standard mechanism of getting a blood clot. So if you have had uh, a blood clot in your leg, for example, after surgery, or you have had a blood clot on birth control pills, you're not more at risk for a blood clot from the vaccine because it's an entirely different mechanism. Our world certainly has changed and our conversations have changed. And I think it's really important for women to get one key message when it comes to COVID. Is there any particular advice that you have for women, particularly our midlife women and postmenopausal women? I think the most important statement that I can say is that I truly believe the vaccines are safe, effective, and decrease the risk significantly to you and to everybody around you. By getting vaccinated, you decrease your risk of hospitalization, of ventilation, of serious disease and death. But not only that, you protect the people around you by not spreading COVID. So I think it's important for you and your family for you to get vaccinated. We are vaccinating younger people. The age, the age that we're vaccinating is different in different countries. But in the next year or two, I imagine we'll be offering vaccine to children as well. But for now, by you getting vaccinated, you protect yourself and the children around you. One of our issues has been worldwide different access to vaccines. So we look forward to the global coalition making sure that worldwide we all have the opportunity to be vaccinated. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for this opportunity. I think it's really important work that we do in educating the public.